Well, we got an awesome privilege here. Uh, this crazy Alpin character. I've known Alpin for a, a, a significant number of years. He's a, one of the pastors. Well, he's one of the pastors in the church of Glasnost. Now, Sasha was here. He used to pastor in, in Christian Center 490 in, uh, in Skopje. Yeah, I just grabbed one of those. And what they did is a number of years ago, they started a whole movement to reach the next generation. And Alpin and another guy named Alex who uh, head up that ministry, and Alpin's just an awesome brother to us. He uh, so, that's all I want to describe it. And you'll hear as, uh, as God starts speaking these, the word of God through this guy. So uh, let's pray for him. Father, we just want to thank you for uh, Alpin, Lord, as a brother he is to us, and, and uh, Lord, all the ways that, that he's served all our, all our crews, Lord, that come over and hang with them over there. And, but Lord, we just want to thank you for him. And we know that the word that you have planted in him is a word that we need to hear. And, Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to uh, prepare our hearts, Lord, to empower him to speak forth that which you would have for us. This body needs to hear the impartation, Lord, to, to enable us to, Lord, hear and go to places that we cannot attain just on our own, Lord. The grace of God. So, Lord, we just pray that be released in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Okay. So, bear with me with my language barrier. Uh, you know, Yelena asked me the other day, like, can you share in English? And I was like, well, if the Holy Spirit comes and moves me, yeah. If it doesn't, you know, it will be a disaster. <laughs> so it was good that uh, Rick and Tulio prayed, you know, and uh, I, I really expect that uh, the Spirit will move and that will inspire all of us and that He will give me a gift of tongues <laughs> so that I can speak even some words that I don't know, okay? <laughs> But you just understand. I don't understand anything. <laughs> so if somebody is convicted about something later, you know, just, you know, praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, my name is Alpin. <coughs> and uh, I'm 35. And I was born in the, in the years of flower power generation, you know. But just in Macedonia, you know, they were not smoking marijuana. They were drinking moonshine. So, you know, uh, yeah, like my parents were kind of uh, a little bit, you know, more artistic than, than the others around. So they named me Alpin, which is like the only name in Macedonia, you know. There is no other Alpin. So I grew up with this stigma, you know, always like, you know, to explain what it means, you know, and to spell it. Because like if, if you just, if you miss one word, it will mean Albanian name, which is, I mean, I don't, I don't have any anything against Albanians, but growing up, you know, like, no, 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 I'm not Albanian, I'm Macedonian, it's A-L-P-I-N, okay, and later on, I, I, I discovered that it's a Scottish name that is like, that, that uh, there was a house of, of Alpin, you know, like, uh, uh, kind of like king's descendants and stuff like that, you know, which is, wow, amazing, you know, like, it boosts my, my ego, <laughs> okay, so, uh, I was, uh, <coughs> I got saved like 12 years ago, and uh, my parents were totally like uh, atheistic, you know, like well, I, I grew up in a, in a communist country, and except like from seeing Jesus on Christmas day, you know, like seeing the movie, we didn't hear, heard, hear about Jesus at all, you know, and all I thought about Jesus was that, uh, you know, like what my father was like saying about him and he was like mocking him all the time and um, and you know I thought like that he has some you know like bioenergy you know some powers in his hands that to heal people but you know I hate it I hate it you know like deep down from my soul what what has happened in his in his name all through the centuries you know I totally like disliked all the injustices that the church has done and I was like Oh, I don't need this, you know, like, I don't need this in my life. I was, like, totally against, you know, this kind of stuff. It, 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 uh, most of it, the church. And uh, 
<coughs> when I was a teenager, I got very rebellious, uh, mostly because, like, you know, like the the fights in my family, like between my father and mother, and I also like another thing that I hated was my father, you know, and uh, uh, so I was like I went a lot in, into lots of rebellion in my life, and I was like very angry young fellow, uh, just you know like. Uh, I don't know, just walking on the streets, and if, if somebody crossed my, my eyes, you know, I was like, what, what do you want, you know, do you want to fight, you know, I mean, I was, I was really angry, you know, and uh, after a while, I, I started, like, uh, hanging out with, with some people that, that had, like, similar backgrounds, and we ended, we ended up uh, uh, experimenting with drugs, and after a while, I just ended up in, like, deeply, deeply in heroin, like a heroin addiction. And uh, in that time, I was a tattoo artist and was making a lots of money. And I spent all of my money on drug addiction, you know. And I, I just burned my veins and uh, I got hepatitis C. And when I was like, you know, like my mom, my mom is, you know, like a fighter, you know, and praise the Lord for her. And uh, but there was a time when when she thought that it's, it is done, you know, like there is no hope anymore for me. And, uh, you know, when almost everybody gave up on me, when I was, like, skin and bones and hepatitis C, like, you know, like, totally, like, you know, every day I might die from overdose, it was in those times that I met Jesus, you know. And it was not, a, it was not a <clears throat> that, I, that I met him in the church, uh, but I met him on the streets, you know. I met a, I met a guy who was... Uh, also a tattoo artist, but who was committed Christian. And once I went into his hometown, and he told me, hey, do you want, like, just to hang out with me and go to this Orthodox church, which is, like, the main, you know, like, uh, church in, in Macedonia. And I was like, sure, you know, like, let's go, and let's see what's there. And he was very smart. He was very wise. You know, he said, like, do you see all these icons? You know, yeah, yeah I see them. Like, they cannot save you. You know, do you see these candles? Because like it's the custom that people, you know, bur bur uh, like light a candle for the dead and for the for li life as well. And uh, and he said, do you do you see these candles? And I said, yeah, I see them. He said, those things cannot save you, you know. And he told me about Jesus. And basically, what I did, I went home, I fell on my knees, and I said, okay, Jesus, if you are re real, I mean, if it, if all this about you, it's real, you know come change my life and forgive me my sins and it was like immediate like a blanket came over me you know and just you know like huge joy came over me over my life you know and like the guilt was gone all the burdens were gone it was for a first night that I went in my bed smiling you know I mean I, I have forgot I have forgotten to smile you know and since then it was just change after change but actually what changed me it was these encounters with Jesus, you know, I mean, I was, it was almost, it was like a year uh, since I got saved that I, I started like going to the church and like there, I, I had like faithful friends, you know, who will call me and they will say like, like once in three months, hey, come to the church and I will go to the church, there will be a worship and suddenly like the presence of the Holy Spirit will touch me, I will start like shake, you know, and you know, like once I, like my, my mouth even like, could like, I got stiff, you know, like, I, I got like, you know, I couldn't move at all, you know, and I just, I was, I was yelling with, with that voice that was left, like, Jesus is alive, you know, like, and I went to my mom, you know, which, and she came, like, to see uh, in which sect me and my sister are going, and I was like, Jesus is alive, and after, like, I don't know, like, one month she got saved, you know, and it was, like, total transformation, it was, like, the kingdom of light just, you know, like, made an invasion in my home you know it was like before it was dark it was like cursed home you know it was like all the marks all the fruits of cursed family you know witchcraft and like you know like witchcraft done over us and all the all the you know like ugly stuff you know that we have experienced you know and suddenly like this Jesus this this great person you know comes and just you know like kicks out all the darkness you know and like saves me, saves my sister, saves my mother, after a while saves my father, you know, like total transformation in my family. And uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm, sharing, I'm sharing my testimony partly just to share my testimony, just to have something to start with, something familiar. But also, you know, like, uh, to get, like, something like a linear um, um, development of my mindset, you know, how I was thinking about Jesus, you know, what he has done, which I think it's relevant also for the church today, you know. It's not only for myself, but it's also for the church. And it's, it's relevant for our church, back in Skopje, back in Macedonia. It's relevant for this church. It's relevant, I think, for all the churches, you know. And when I got saved and God healed me from hepatitis C and I was experiencing, you know, the in dreams and visions, you know, prophetic words. And, like, you know, I was just lost in this, like, world of the kingdom of God. Like, the heaven and hell became realities, you know, that were, like, so real. That like like this is real, you know. You can almost touch it, you know. I, you know, so I know that there is no no games anymore. I, I cannot play games, you know, with, with with God. You know, I know I knew that He is He is real. I knew that what it is written is yes and amen. You know, there is no way how I will twist this word. You know, it was like the foundations. It's what is written is there. You know, that will not change. I will change. You know my surrounding will change that will not change that stays forever you know it has foundations from the eternity and nothing can shake the, this word and i was like so convinced about these things and you know it was a i had like lots of friends i had like thousands of friends like in in skopje skopje is like seven seven hundred thousand people uh live there and i had many people you know that were friends or i knew them they know me and i start like talking about jesus and stuff like that but you know, I was like into drugs and God took me, you know, and separate me, separated me for a while. And that lasted for maybe three years. When God was like really like investing in the foundations of my spiritual work with him. You know, so I, I totally like stopped listening to secular music. I, you know, like all the things that were influencing, that, that were dragging me back. You know, I just like cut all those, all those things. And... You know, like, it was, it was a time where God was teaching me how to, how to wage war, how to, uh, how to engage in spiritual warfare, uh, how to, uh, when I'm experiencing oppression, how to, you know, bind demons, how to release, you know, God into my life. And, I mean, there were, like, ugly times. You know, like, I couldn't sometimes, I couldn't get out of my bed, like, t- until, like, 3 p.m. You know, like, I was, like, so oppressed about certain things. And, you know, like, I would go to the, to, the, to the basement and we'll start to pray and suddenly, like, the whole thing will change, you know. And it will, like, you know, like, it was, like, physical transformation. Like, first it will be, like, oppressed face and then I'm coming, like, ha shining, you know, like. <laughs> so, uh, so God was, you know, like, uh, investing into this, like, foundational stuff, but he didn't stop there. And I am, like, so happy that he didn't stop there, you know. And because, like, after a while, I got so used to, like, church life that I, like, totally, like, was living in a bubble, you know. Like, uh, I lost all my friendship with the world. I was, like, so afraid of the world. I was so afraid of the secular music. I was afraid of everything, you know. And I was like, oh, God, I just want to be with you. I, I even had, like, ideas to become a hermit, you know. Like, I just want to move into the mountains, make a hut, you know, pray 24-7 there, you know, experience God, you know, who... Who just want to engage with this dirty, fallen world? You know, like those sinners there. You know, like I just don't want to have anything with them. You know, like they're scary. You know, and I'm holy. But you know, like it's a time to drink water. <laughs> mm. It is that because it's earlier. <laughs> Uh, so, God started, you know, like exposing me to certain things. One of the things was that uh, I was invited to a conference in in, uh, in Germany, and you know, like, and I went there and I was blown away. I was blown away by by the people that I saw there, and you know, like, I mean, there are all kinds of of weirdos there, and, but you know, like, and from like outward appearance, I would say like. Ah, these are just, you know, like fakes. You know, they're not Christians like me, dedicated Christians, you know. Like, I, I even, like, they were sharing the communion, and I was like, 
I don't want to share communion with all these weirdos. You know, I don't know where they stand with the Lord, you know, how they live their lives. I just don't know, you know. So I, and Tommy was also there. And, I, and he said, why are you not sharing communion with them? I said, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I don't know where they stand with the Lord. And he was laughing in my face. You know, he was like, what? What are you saying? You know, like, are you crazy? But, you know, like God was, God exposed me, you know, and I was like, uh, in the same time, he has exposed me to certain teachings about grace and about religious spirit, you know, how to overcome religious spirit and, and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I started, like, I started, like, uh, discovering this grace. I started discovering this face of Jesus that, that I kind of, like, you know, like, put so much, you know, layers over it, you know, over the years. And, and God spoke, you know, in, in, this, in this time. He spoke to me. And... You know, like, first of all, he called me for, for my generation. Maybe I'm not the only one called for that generation, but he called me, you know, like, and he told me, you know, like, to go and, and really reach out my generation. And, and he started, like, shaping my, my mind, what that, what that will look like, what it will mean. And, uh, and I was, I mean, I was, like, not so, I was not so confident that, that I'm hearing the Lord. I was, like, what if it's not the Lord? What if it's my desires? What if it, I just don't want to fit in the church and I just want to live in the world? You know, all these questions. You know, you, you, you question all these questions. And, uh, and one day, God spoke to me and he said that there is a ditch on every side of the path of life. One, you know, I mean like, you can fall from both sides. One side... You can, you can be surrounded by church people. You can, you know, like have all the services. You can have all the teachings and stuff like that. But you can fall. You know, you can, you can let's, you know, like you can, you can end up just in the outward, outward, you know, like uh, forms of religion and all this kind of stuff. But your heart will not be in the right place. The other side is that you just go into the world. You think that you are like, you know, like saving the people, but you're losing your soul. You know. And God said, both things are dangerous. And the only, the only way how you will walk is that you are connected with me. There is no other way. You know, you, you can, I mean, you can hide in the church all your life. You know, but the Lord can be like a million miles away from you. And you can be, you know, like in the world and still be affected by it. But you can walk. There is a, there is a, there is a path that you can walk with, with, with the Lord. You can walk in His power. You can walk in His wisdom. You can walk in His, in his gifts, in His love, in His grace. Be in the world and, and be Christ with little c to the world. You know, you can be that catalyst to the world that God can serve to the fallen, to the fallen world. And understanding this was like major, major revelation for me. Understanding that nothing, nothing can can uh, uh, in a way Radovan, kako se zove iznenaditi? Surprised. Nothing can surprise me. Like people can, can come with like the deepest, darkest, you know, like things in their lives and will not surprise you because you understand that the whole world is like that. It is dark. It is fallen. But the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God has come to save what is lost. You know, and the kingdom of God is bigger and stronger than this world. And if we put our faith and if we understand this kingdom of God, there is no force on this planet that can stop us to live the purposes and the destiny of God for our lives. You know, and destinies and purpose for our lives is way, way bigger than, you know, like, Sunday services and, and me here preaching. <laughs> so, <coughs> there is a there is a cool verse in Second uh, Corinthians. It's in the it's five four. It says. For we who are in this stand groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. 
And uh, this just speaks to me about the kingdom of God. You know, it's like a kingdom of life. It's like another reality. And it's, it's reality of life. It's potent, you know. It's like it, it, it got, where the kingdom of God, there is no place for death. You know, there is no place. It just sw- swallows, swallows, you know, death. And when I'm, you know, like I'm quite visual and I'm imagining, you know, it's like, it's like in these sci-fi movies, you know, there is, there is this like big thing called the destroyer of the worlds, you know, that is like floating in the space, you know, comes to some planet and just suck, you know, like just overtakes it, you know, just, just consume, consumes it. And I'm imagining like the kingdom of God, you know, like, like this like huge thing that just comes into, the, into our world and just like swallow, swallowing death, swallowing decay, and just, you know, sowing life, sowing redemption, you know, transforming everything that, is, that, 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 that was affected by sin. And having this vision of the kingdom, I, I, kingdom, I think it's the major thing that for us to understand. And that kingdom began and began with Jesus' re- resurrection. You know, like, he has done everything. You know, he has done everything legally and rightfully, you know, that, that this kingdom, you know, f- from, his, from his resurrection, now it's this kingdom is just swallowing that all the time, all the time. You know, and it's, it will reach peak, you know, when everything will be transformed. And it's a glorious vision. It's a glorious vision about life. You know, it's, it's hope that it's a life, you know, like we use, we use so much the word faith, you know, but hope, there is hope that it's a life, you know, that just makes, makes us, you know, like tremble by realizing what kind of hope is there in Jesus, you know. There is no only hope for us, for ourselves, for our lives, but there is hope for this fallen world, you know. It's like amazing, amazing thing is the kingdom of God. It will like transform everything. It will redeem everything that is redeemable. It will exercise everything that is, that is demonized, you know, and it will bring life. It will rule forever, you know, and nothing will shake and this kingdom, you know, nothing will shake on this kingdom. So we are just like totally should not be afraid, you know. Like we we should not like have this feeling of of uh, uh, inferiority that we are like some, you know, like uh, some, you know, like small group of people that wait for you know the kingdom of God, and until then, you know, we just wait, we just you know like uh, uh, you know like pray and and you know like enough. And, and you know try not to be like affected by the world but it is an offensive it is a militant kingdom you know we are not like the kingdom of god is far bigger i would say again it's far bigger than the kingdom of this world because the kingdom of god is ruled by god the kingdom of this world is 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 ruled by just an archangel a creation you know it's not a creator it doesn't have power it doesn't have power over, over those who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You know, it cannot touch those that are, that, that are under the blood of the Lamb. And not that He cannot touch, but they, you know, God has raised them up that they can attack, you know, and they can, they can overcome the gates of, of hell. And they can go where the hell is and take them from hell, you know, all those that are suffering. All those that, 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 are, that are under oppressions, that are... You know, like that, that, that the, you know, the, the ruler of the, this world is, he has grip over them, you know. Just like cut those chains and, and, you know, bring life. And God has called us for that great of purpose, of, of destiny, you know. It's not that, it, it's, you, you know, it's like when, when the disciples ask, you know, Jesus, okay, Jesus, you know, you say that you are son of son of God, and uh, you know, like we have like all these rabbis and all these teachers, and you know, they say we should pray like this, we should pray like that, and they say, so what do you say? How we should pray? You know, and I think that that's the best uh, source to get like teaching from. You know, the son of God. 
you know, I mean, from eternity with the Father, He knows how to pray, <laughs> what, the, what the Father wants to hear. <laughs> uh, and He didn't went like, okay, you will just say five steps to this and you will get it. But He was like touching certain points, you know, and He said, you know, you should pray like this, our Father. And I would stop here. And we say, okay, our Father. And we know, most of us probably have heard that it was a revolution in the name of God. You know, like saying our Father. The Jews were like afraid to say Father for God. Because like they had reverence and they had fear of God. And they were saying the name, you know. They didn't even say Yahweh. They were saying the name, you know, because they, you know, like out of, rever out of reverence and out of fear and afterwards out of legalism and, and, and religion. But Jesus comes there and, you know, he like just brings like something like totally another dim dimension. And he says, okay, you will pray our Father. And then, you know, like to, to stop for a moment and realize who is this, who is this person? Who is this dude <laughs> that we are saying our father you know we we can just be even the name God what it means for us you know because like in our circles we can you know like maybe we are using the uh, that word like thousands of times a day God God Lord Jesus Lord Holy Spirit God 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 you know and then we can get so used to that word we forget who this person is. And then we flip all the pages and we go at the beginning and it says, In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. And we stop here again. You know, we make the handbrake. You, you don't have handbrake. You just put it in park. You know, P. Like, right? <laughs> and the car stops. And uh, we start thinking about this being. And it's easy for us to imagine that something starts from this point and that it, it's eternal until, you know, it finishes, not finishes, but it's eternal and it never stops. But for our minds, it's like totally mind-blowing to imagine something that it never started. It never started. It, it was always, always, always this Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being in this perfect unity in this loving communion all the time beyond time beyond uh, space space is in God time is in God God is not in the space and time even even though he he works in space and time he manifests his power in, in space and time Jesus came in space and time but all of that is content in him and it's like wait a minute who am I serving? Who am I calling my father? You know, it's like, wow. You know, I just... I mean, this world has nothing to offer me comparing that, that thing. He has chosen me, chosen you to call him, you know, my father. To call him, you know... Uh, to be his child, you know, to, to be his son, to be his daughter. And it is, for me, I can think on this, of these things when I go to bed and I cannot sleep like until six in the morning. Sometimes it was so intense, my inner being like screaming. And I was like, if I just like wake up now, I think that I will just run like this, you know, like in the, in the house, like on the walls. You know, I think that I can like push the walls. I think that, I don't know, if I start running, I, I would start flying, you know, with like the speed of light. It is that intense inside, you know. And St. Francis of Assisi, you know, one of the, one of the, I mean, one of the great guys, <laughs> you know, in the church history. You know, he was like crazy, crazy guy. You know, like he was, when, when he was touched by God, you know, he was like, his father was, are you crazy? I'm planning, a, you know, like a 
career for you, you know, like I want to inherit my business and stuff like that. You know, and he took, took him to the bishop and he was like, he is not obedient to me, you know, like and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, I don't want if he doesn't, you know, like change, you know, I don't want him in my, in my house anymore. And, you know, Francis of Azizi, look at his father, look at the bishop. He takes out his clothes naked and he said, here they are, your clothes, father, from today. I have only one father, the heavenly father. I will serve him. You know, he just goes, you know, there into the wild. He's hearing the Lord like crazy. You know, he hears like the birds, you know, like talking and the moon and all the creation. Like, you know, like just bursting out of in praise for this like creator God, you know, like wonderful being. And he would just go for a, like for one hour, for two hours, for three hours. And he would pray like on the hill and he would say just, oh God. Oh, God, you know, he couldn't have, like, even words. He couldn't have words, like, to express what he was experiencing, you know, in his inner being, through the Spirit. It's like, you know, like a poetry that cannot be put into words. It's like the strangest poetry. And I know that you have experienced those times, you know. But we just need to be, to remember those things. And we just need to, you know, intentionally go out of our hectic lives, into the nature, into the things that, that are connecting your soul, your spirit with this creator God and experience these things and meditate and, you know, like come over this world and not be, you know, under the oppression and the heaviness of this world. Then Jesus continues to teach them how to pray. And he says, and you will pray your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know. And uh, most of our inherited Christianity of over this past several hundred of years is all the time, and it was great. You know, it served a purpose for a while. You know, all this like great revivalist, you know, like selling tickets for heaven, escaping the, the you know, like the, what, the, I don't know, pains of, of, of hell and everything was great you know but there is more to the message than just waiting for the you know like that we go to that we go to, to heaven actually in Jesus mind it was totally reversible it was not like that we go to, he- to heaven but it was that we pray that heaven comes to earth you know and his message was all about that it was like dominion of God on earth and since his resurrection, that this, you know, like, uh, that this kingdom will, you know, step by step, step by step, step by step, take every decay, everything that is, like, dark and ugly, everything that is, like, you know, hateful, and everything that, is, that, that kills the, the beings that God loves from the bottom of his heart, us, that he takes everything, you know, that he just uh, established his kingdom. And do I have more? Some like five, five minutes? Is it okay? I'm fine? Okay. <laughs> okay, great. And this is where we stand, you know. This is where we are called to. We are called to uh, to pray this prayer, and many, most of the time, all the time, it, it is uh, Jesus' vision that we became become an answer to our prayers. If we pray for justice, we became instruments of that justice. If we pray for peace, we became instruments of that peace. If we pray for the lost. Who do you think God will send to share the message? It is me. It is you. You know. If we pray for that, God takes our prayer very seriously. You know. He don't think that we are kidding. Even though we many times with our words are, you know, like kidding. But when we say something, when we say, Jesus... I just want to love you like from the bottom of my heart and I don't want never 
never to forgive you, forget, uh, forget you, and and leave you. He just, you know, like things that you are serious about that. And probably like after 10 years, all the consequences of working everything towards the good for those who love him, it's because of that prayer maybe 10 years ago. He's just working. He says, okay, you know, like, I, I trust you. You know, I, I will do that. I will do everything, you know, so that you will never forget me. You will never uh, let me go. And that's, that's how it's when we pray, you know, like, for salvation of our of you know of people that are that that doesn't know him you know it's not like playing games that we you know like pray here you know and proclaim and everything and then we just go home and next you know like you know one of the things one of the things that that really like inspired me to start like doing something it was because i was going to conferences and everybody was prophesying about this great revival but after that you know like everybody goes home until the next conference and the next conference is yeah you know like we will save the world you know god will is coming god is doing this great revival and then everybody goes home and i'm like okay so if god really means that this great revival will come how it will come for me personally i'm not like bringing like you know like condemnation or judgment to anybody else i'm just like you know like burning my my soul you know with these questions it's like how on earth, you know, like God will bring this revival if I don't engage with those around me? If I don't, if I don't go where people are really are, you know, like I have tried to invite them to church, but you know, like they have like funnier stuff to do. So it means that I need to go where they are, you know, and that means like bars, that means like pubs, that means parties, that means lots of stuff, you know, lots of happenings, lots of. I don't know, like everyday life, real life, going in their homes for coffee, you know. It means spending time with them. It means sacrifice, you know. It means like, you know, like uh, it is not me anymore, God. It is not my needs, but it is the needs of those that I have prayed for, you know. And that is throughout the history how revival came. And the Bible says that Jesus is the same. And many, you know, yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that, you know, many times we are using that to, to quote, like, for healings. But actually, that's about the character of Jesus. And that all throughout the, all these 2,000 years of the church, that those that were the men and women of God had similar characteristic in their lives. And one of that characteristic was that they were passionate, crazy passionate about the Lord and about the world. The, you know the fallen world around them, around them and they would do anything to spread the message they would do anything and i'm like while i was here you know i mean i know rick for several years you know like 2005 i know him since then and i know like teams coming up here like uh to macedonia coming like every may since then but like being here it just opened my eyes and I was like, this is, I mean, I'm not like fluttering because I'm in his church, you know. I have no idea of doing that. But I'm just, man, this is a man of God. You know, like, I mean, okay, th those things that he's speaking when he, he will come, yeah, they're like great, you know. We have, you know, like, I might, you know, agree, I might disagree with some things. But his actions, man, that's a man of God. You know, like, you know, breaking, you know, like, you know, going after, after people. You know that 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 Satan has has uh, you know like uh, uh, afflicted, you know, just going them, not like waiting for them to come, but going them, you know, like breaking doors, you know, like making, you know, like making all the circumstances like with teachers, you know. I heard stories like, okay, you should come to one. He said to one girl like, you should come, you know, like to to Virginia, and you should stay with the interns and stuff like. that. And she starts like, oh, no, I have now, like, exams and stuff like that. He goes with the teachers and he makes, like, everything, you know, so that, you know, creates a possibility that he takes this person, you know, and brings to deliverance and life, you know, and, like, release it in the, in the purposes of God. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, those are the things that count people. You know, there are lots of creative stuff that we can, we can bring.
bring his kingdom on earth you know like i mean everybody of us uh, needs to find that place with god you know but one thing i'm sure is it is it like a, a vocation at your job or is it like whatever it is like mundane it is not mediocre it is not mediocre even if if you're a housewife taking care for your kids it's not mediocre should not be mediocre should be like full of the kingdom of god you know should not be bored at all because kingdom of god is not bored at all it's amazing you know it's amazing the kingdom of god is just you know like blows your mind i can just go uh, again and again and again about the kingdom of god and it's we in macedonia we are seeing like amazing stuff i'm sure uh belgrade people are seeing amazing stuff because i was there you know like for the new year and i saw all these people that were like in the dark place and now they are seeing light and in macedonia we see like we are seeing like people that that usually will never like step into the church coming to the church and they say we have found our home we are finally back home and we stop even using like the word salvation we start using come back to papa you know come back to your father come back to your family you know because people that, that's, that's the reality about the world you know they need to come back to their real home you know they, out there it's not home at all there is nothing there is no food on the table you know in the house of the lord they are the riches you know there is like abundance of life and we see like people getting saved we see people getting transformed by by the power of god because we cannot i mean i'm not like super experienced with inner healing deliverances and stuff like that i'm not you know and god has grace for that because like people will come and they will be like in homosexuality and after like few months and we are embracing loving them in that i can i i'm good i i can accept everybody you know <laughs> i can love everybody and uh and we accept them we love them and then and i don't know what's their problem and like there is sunday and somebody stand up and i want to share my testimony god delivered me from homosexuality and we are like oh wow you know i mean okay you are a little bit feminine but you know like i mean nowadays like there are many that are feminine and they're not homosexual there are many masculine but they're homosexual you know so you cannot judge anymore and it's great <laughs> it's like wow you know there is another girl you know it's like also like in, into into that scene you know and it's like she's struggling and we are saying like you know and there is another guy who came out of like like being you know like totally like addicted by sex and like coming and he was he just went like to to uh to a like small party you know and one of one of the girls from from our from our church was there and you know he obviously he went with what kind of intentions with his friends and this girl like okay let's talk about this jesus and like everybody started mocking her but this guy said hey leave her alone i want to hear about this stuff you know because he was for a long time he was not satisfied he was just had this bigger longing that sex cannot like fulfill in his life he was like i want to hear about this jesus and then he came and he was like wow you know i came home he was the first one that he said i came home you know like all of that is rubbish you know i just you know this and i mean now he speaks about jesus and i'm like okay take it easy man you know like we were in belgrade for a new year we were staying daniela vitelli he was she was here but we used her apartment and we were like sleeping in the same room you know and like it, like seven in the morning i hear this guy like you know like and he was like praying loud you know reading the bible and like come on like take it easy you know <laughs> it's good but like come on <laughs> you know like don't don't overdo it <laughs> we are sleeping here <laughs> and this guy you know like his friend she, his friend that, that girl uh girl you know she's also like into homosexuality and uh she's living with with a partner and you know like she she met the lord but she's still addicted you know to this relationship and she start like feeling guilt you know and like stop coming for several weeks and this guy said whatever you do don't stop coming 
whatever you do, don't stop coming. Because he knows that being in the family of God, being exposed to the presence of God, eventually will change her life. You know, and we are praying like crazy to see that happen, you know. And we say like, we see like, you know, like all kinds of, all kinds of transformations with people. But it's also about being, being uh, uh, active, being, being in, in the social area, you know. And because, man, people suffer out there. I mean, we have sometimes forgotten from where God has taken us, and we are content. It's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's fabulous to be surrounded by the family of God. I love it, you know. I mean, I would rather be in, in, in a Jesus person for a first time somewhere staying in their home than in some home of some of my relatives that are not safe, you know. It's more welcoming. It's, you know, it's great. And, uh, but I, we, we start like a church plant now in Shutka, which is, uh, which is like 70,000 gypsy Romani population, you know, like biggest settlement of gypsy people in, in Europe. And it's like stricken by poverty. It's stricken by witchcraft. It's crazy out there. I mean, just two hours there, I'm coming like totally exhausted. I'm just like eight, eight like, you know, after like 8 p.m. I'm lying down and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to sleep. And I usually go like two in the morning in bed, you know. And this is like, oh, it's crazy. I'm like totally like, you know, like drained in a way. But, you know, we are like ministering there and we have around 40 teenagers. And, you know, they were exposed to John 3.16 and they know, some of them know to quote John 3.16, but we want to see transformation in that community. We want, to, we want them to, to become like, I don't know, university students because nobody from there is studying. We want to see transformations, to, to see like prosperity in that country, we want, uh, in that place. We want to see curses broken, you know. And, you know, and we said, okay, we will, you know, like we will have uh, only like from 14 years up, you know, and there is like one six-year-old kid and it was cold outside. It was this winter. And I went out like before before the, the service, I went out like to pray and this little guy standing at the door like watching down, you know, inside what's going on and he's barefooted. There is, he doesn't have socks, doesn't have anything, you know. And it's probably like, you know, like five degrees Celsius outside. It's like almost freezing, you know. And I'm like, man, what should I do, do, do for this young kid, you know. And I was like, okay, I will just take my, my you know, like my socks and give it to him. But, you know, I mean, what? They're three times bigger than than, he, than his feet, you know. And I, I just went and you know, like, said to one of the of the girls that we uh, is working for us. Hey, kid, she's working in the kindergarten. They're amazing girl, and she's like, okay, I will find some socks and stuff like that. And I tried, you know, I, I went on my knees and I just tried to put. And his skin was like so rough, so like beaten, that the socks wouldn't, you know, slide nicely. It was a battle to put those socks. And I went inside, and I was, like, ready, like, to weep and cry, you know. Like, I just, you know, I have a nephew that is older than him. But I was, like, what's the difference between this guy and my nephew? There is totally not a difference. There is no difference. And we can see those, you know, little kids, like, running at the garbages, you know, like, maybe they, they will not live until they're 20, you know, like, because of the rough uh, things that they have experienced. And, you know, like, it is us who need to do something about these things, you know, who brings the kingdom of God to them. There are other, there are other things that we have done. It was because our country is a country that is like, uh, it, is, it is one of the major places where there is a human trafficking. Like girls taken from, like, all the ex-Soviet uh, uh, countries. And they're taken and they're like, Especially like in the like uh, how like Albanian mafia, they're kept there. They're slaves. They were promised that they would work something, you know. Then the, when they came, when they come, their take their passports are taken from them. They like they are raped, and then they 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 are just you know slaves there. And some like uh, there was on the news, some tried to escape, like jumping. I don't know from which like floor of the apartment they broke their legs and stuff like that, you know. And we were like, 
wow, we need to do something about this. You know, we need to raise the awareness. And we went like on the square and we start like, we made banners and stuff like that. And we said, okay, people, this is real in our country. You know, let's get us, you know, like uh, signatures and we will send it in UN, you know, and we, we want to see something done about this. And we were praying like crazy that week. We were all week like on the street. We were like, we were a bit creative. We got in chains, you know, and walking in chains around the city, you know, so that people will see that this is physical, this is real. People are, in nowadays, people are slaves, you know. I mean, I, I suffer for prostitutes, and, but many of the prostitutes are, are because of their own will there. Not all of them, but many, you know. But these ladies, they're slaves. They're against their will there, kept, you know, like torture. And we were like, we must do something about this. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And after a week, you know, there was a sudden police action, sudden. And I don't know, 50 or 60 girls, it was on the news, major news. They were like, you know, set free from these houses, you know. And it's a shame that we haven't continued doing more and more about that, you know, because if one week did what it happened, you know, how much more it will be a year or two years or somebody of us taking it, you know, like for as a ministry and just go into the governments and go into the non-government organizations and just speak it loud. There were three guys from Southern California that are not Christians. They went, they're filmmakers, they went with their cameras. They went in Northern Uganda just searching for a story. They didn't expect what they, 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 they saw there. They saw kids, you know, that were like uh, abducted by, by, by this Lord's Resistance Army. It's like weird, crazy stuff that is like, uh, you know, guerrilla wars and stuff like that. And they're like tortured and stuff and, and, and made uh, to be children, uh, children soldiers, you know, against their will. All the children that, that are from that area that are not into that army, they're just like escaping, like they, they, they're afraid, you know, to stay at their homes so that they will not be abducted. So the, like these, these people like saw the atrocities and saw the horror of this state of, of these people and they made, it, made, made a film called Invisible Children. You can buy it if you want, you can saw it. And they came to the States and they started like, you know, like um, uh, lobbying for, for these kids, you know. And it went to the Congress. And it was voted by 200, I don't know, 30 votes in the Congress, in the US Congress, you know, that it, there will be a law, you know, that, that, that America and the world will fight against this Lord's Resistance Army. And that this guy that is like the, you know, crazy guy that is leading this, you know, that they, they will capture him and that they will put him in prison. And that these kids will be set free and that they will bring them Edu education and stuff like that and God works you know God works through those stuff you know it's still the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is larger than the church okay people how do we do we end up this Atulia. somehow <laughs> I mean I can go on and on telling you like stories but I, I just don't want to exhaust you. I just want to give like good package that we can chew on. And uh, may the Lord be with you guys. And it's really a blessing to be here. It's really good for my heart to be surrounded by, by the family. You know, it's like, it, I mean, this trip was all about family. You know, it's like, yeah, it's really good. And be blessed. That's it. <laughs>